Welcome to Into the Fire. I'm Duncan. And I'm Kate. And we're here to talk about life. The good, the bad, and the ugly. So come join the conversation. Welcome to Into the Fire, everybody, and uh, we're so glad you've joined us. And joining Kate and I today, we have very special guests and friends, uh, Parker and Jesse Green, who are amazing revivalists and have been used by the Lord uh, in an amazing move of God. And we're just thrilled to have you guys with us. Welcome to Into the Fire. Thank you. We're excited. Oh, oh we're so glad to have well, you here. Well, we Kate, are tell them so about glad. Jesse and yes, Je- Jesse and Parker, we heard about you over a, a year ago, in the last couple of years during the pandemic, when the Lord called you to the beaches of California. Mm. But here you are, two years later, part of leading Saturate Global, and yeah. you are actually now situated in North Carolina. Come on. Yes, we're excited about that. So um, why don't you tell us uh, a little bit about the story of who you are and how God has led you on that journey to bring you here to North Carolina over at the the coast near Topsail, near Wilmington, North Carolina? Yeah. Which part do you want to tell? I don't know. You go first. Yeah, so uh, just a little bit of background on on California. We moved there in 2016 from Manhattan, New York, where we were pastoring and um, had been uh, pastoring house churches, actually. So kind of the opposite of what we were doing in New York. We were running a campus in New York, a couple campuses at one point in a worship ministry, in the men's ministry, in the small group ministry, <laughs> um, and all those things. Like part um, of a bigger church. church? Part of a yeah, bigger church? Were, yeah, yeah, we were part of a church called Liberty Church in New York City. Mm-hmm. And then um, we started a church called Salt Churches in California. Oh, Salt And we we're just churches. kind of in the dark, really, for for three years, um, something like that. Yeah. Um, and it was mostly terrible. Um, yeah, just doing, <laughs> just doing like a lot of what? street evangelism wow. stuff. Right. Um, doing a lot of discipleship. And yeah. uh, God was really like... It's funny because in retrospect, you don't totally realize what's happening, mm. but he was just doing really deep, like hard work really in shaped. us, yeah. like wow. shaking off every, like, I, I don't know, all the weird stuff that can kind of come in in Christianity yeah. um, and just kind of bringing us back into mm. relationship with God. Really, like we were just devouring the word of God and just wanting our lives to look like what we saw in scripture. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we really hit a threshold where we kind of came to the end of ourselves. Yeah. Wow. Where we were just like, we just don't want to do ministry anymore without the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And Come on. we were just kind mm. of frustrated, to be honest. Like we had gone to conferences, we had read the books. I think I read Secret Power by Deal Moody like 50 times. Wow. <laughs> and we are just like, like, why is it not working? Like, why, <laughs> you know, why does it seem like there's like these some magic select people that mm-hmm. have this anointing and then the rest of us are just living these mundane, boring mm. Christian lives. Mm. And we got to the point where we were just like, God, like, please just use us. We Mm. don't care what it looks like. We just, we want it to be real. Like we want to see the things that we read about. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, went on a long journey of kind of not, I wouldn't say figuring that out, but really seeking God Mm. on what a life like that looks like. And I think what in the end we really discovered is step-by-step, it was stepping into a life of more risk Mm. And really just rolling the dice hard on God coming through mm-hmm. and putting yourself in a position where you'll be embarrassed or he'll be embarrassed if he doesn't show yeah. up. Oh wow. Because you're like, God's gonna show up, God's gonna do this thing, God's <laughs> God's coming, it's revival. And then like I'm like, well, you said you would. So <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, yeah. And so uh come 2020, and everyone kind of knows 2020 and um uh, you know, half pe- half of the people are seeing therapists about it. But what we ended up doing is um, <laughs> mm-hmm. 
we at the beginning of 2020 in March, uh, when everything kind of hit for the first time and we were in Southern California. So things weren't that bad where we were in, in Orange County compared to LA and some other places. But um, we just, when people started fighting over toilet paper, uh, a month um, with our family and team. Yeah. And so, and at that point we had been planning to do a conference that summer. So we had in 2019 before COVID, um, the Lord said to us in prayer, just green light, the harvest begins summer 2020. Wow. Mm. And to be honest, like we went out to the beaches to do evangelism summer 2019 during the U.S. Open of surfing. And there's a few thousand people out there on the beach. And we saw, I think, around like 20 people get saved. Mm. And that was amazing. 20 so we're amazing. Free- yes. yeah. yeah. So we're freaking out because for the last three years before that, it would maybe be like one or two people getting saved yeah. if we were lucky. Um, I mean, we did door-to-door evangelism at our apartment complex Mm. and knocked on every single door and shared the gospel and zero people got saved. So (laughs) zero people interacted with us. Yeah, yeah, literally, like no one would even talk to us. We promise we're not Jehovah's Witnesses, we're Christians. And so so we kept wondering, honestly, and I I think this is so important because I think there's probably so many people listening where they're, they're getting a word from the Lord and they're wondering, like, you know, mm-hmm. maybe based on their experience, um, it's hard to have faith mm-hmm. for the thing that God's taking them into. And I felt that same way when when God said the harvest begins summer 2020. I had like just an inch of faith mm-hmm. because I was like, you know, based on our experience, like we haven't really been seeing a massive harvest by any means. No. no one knows who we are. No one cares about anything we're doing. <laughs> and, but it was like, I, I can only explain it like this. And I know that you guys will understand this. And mm-hmm. I think maybe people listening, they would resonate with this. The word fell differently. Mm-hmm. And it was hmm. like, when the Lord said the harvest begins summer 2020. Yeah. 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 It was like a rhema word where all of a sudden it was like, if we don't hmm. do something about that, we're we're going to be in disobedience. Wow. wow. It was like that kind of weighty thing where the Lord was saying, like, I'm giving you an opportunity for the thing that you've been praying for. And if you don't pay attention, you can actually miss it. Mm. And and that was like different than just like an encouraging word or like. A revelation, it was like, this is like the thing you've been asking for. Right. Mm. And so I I emailed, um, like cold blind emailed over 150 pastors in Southern California. Wow, 150. And, and we were like invited them over for a barbecue. We reached out to them to have dinners just to say, listen, like there's a harvest coming. Mm. And we thought we were going to do pretty much like an evangelism conference and Mm -hmm. we were going to do it at the Hyatt and we were going to train these churches in how to do evangelism, send them out and send them out. And then like, that would be us stewarding this harvest word. Kind of like a power and love. Like something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like what similar to what like Todd White does or like Ben Fitzgerald. So that was like our whole paradigm for what you do with harvest. Right. COVID hits, the Hyatt is shut down. We lose our venue. No guest speakers will come. I'm emailing like every evangelist we know. No mm. one will come. Mm. Wow. And churches start pulling church, out. We lost half our church. We had about 20 church partners at that point, which was amazing considering we were no, but no one knew who we were. We had 20 church partners. Half of them canceled on us. We have no venue, no speakers, no money, no plan. And just now, just this word. And uh, then you can kind of, kind of share what happened after that. Well, really like uh, with this word, like uh, I had some anxiety about it, uh, looking at it in real life. Um, And we're running these churches and I'm thinking, you know, what is this supposed to look like? So I'm 
I'm pretty much kicking and screaming until until uh, Gavin Newsom decided to shut down the beaches mm. in oh. July. And then I was like, oh, now I'm excited about this. Yeah. Um, so, so essentially the beginning of July, we our first event was a Friday. July 3rd. July 3rd. So July 4th weekend and all the beaches in Orange County had shut down for the weekend. Um, and we decided to move forward with it anyways. And what we thought would be like, you know, a few hundred of our friends. Um, we thought there was going to be like a hundred people. Yeah. A hundred. And, you know, we were getting like those sympathy prayers beforehand. Mm-hmm. Like at least you are obedient, you know, even if people don't come like those mm-hmm. kind of like, like people trying to protect us from yeah. our own faith. Yeah. And I was like, like, just shut up. Just stop. <laughs> like, it's not helpful. I literally was like, I have to put my phone on airplane mode because I'm like, I feel so discouraged. Well, nobody believes you can do it until it's done. Right. So, so what ended up happening is we set up this little, uh, our whole budget got Mm. spent on, um, this little pop-up with saturate OC on it. So this little yellow pop-up, um, easy up on the, on the beach and, um, megaphone from Amazon. Yeah. We got a couple of megaphones, 20, $30 megaphones from Amazon and, (laughs) uh, really had no plans for any of that we managed to wrangle up some worship people but we had zero equipment so it was like just you guys got a belt you wow. know like just let it out With like a cajon bring whatever you got and like sing simple congreg- congregational songs so people can sing with you <laughs> if they catch on um and there were probably Good. three or four hundred people there the first time and oh, then it wow. then it caught on wow. and then it got wow. on the news and it started actually growing when we met real resistance on social media, mm. um, where people, mostly Christians, um, or yeah. people that called themselves Christians, um, were angry about what we were doing and saying we were killing people and killing mm. grandma and all those things. And we're like, yeah. well, at least grandma will be saved uh, before she dies. You know what I mean? For us, it was it was yeah. really about salvation. Like people were right. so desperate. Churches mm. are shutting down. Mm-hmm. Um, almost everything is shutting down. Social life is shutting down and human beings aren't, aren't functioning like human beings anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, and I can kind of bullet point, like, so from there, and I wrote about all the details of like that whole journey in uh, my book, wildfires, which kind of shares like the whole process Mm -hmm. and the emotion of the whole thing. Mm -hmm. But from there, we, we did six weeks on the beach, um, Thousands and thousands of people came. The LA Times came multiple times. BBC News, Sky News. It was like if you go to Google right now and type in beach revival, it's all saturate pictures and articles. Amazing, you guys. It was really crazy because it's like, like I think sometimes when you're in the midst of something like that, you don't even really totally realize what's happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, on the other side of things, there's so much warfare. Um, our team, our core team was a wreck, like Mm -hmm. a mess. Our house flooded, our cars died. Mm -hmm. We were living in a hotel with no car. To be fair, like, it was an old Land Rover, so we should have expected that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. But it was like That's internally funny. things were a mess and we didn't have like the relationships that we have now with people like you and Patricia King and Joe Moody and mm-hmm. all these other people that are just wiser that could like help us see through mm-hmm. the fog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We didn't have any of that then. And so in prayer, we felt like the Lord say to stop, hmm. which to be honest, was the hardest mm. thing in the world. Yeah. But because it's like we have thousands of people coming. Everyone's comparing it to the Jesus people movement. We had bigger crowds at Pirates Cove than Lonnie Frisbee did. Wow. And you're just kind of like, you don't want to be the person to be like, we're not doing this anymore. No. Mm-hmm. Um and then the Lord just kept saying to us, like, just wait, you ain't mm. seen nothing yet. Like, wow. this is just the very beginning. Mm. He's like, but I actually need you to trust me and pause so I can work out internal things so that you can keep going. Yeah. Wow. And so that was probably the hardest. I would say, like, if we didn't have the four years of 
nothing happening and the like just being in the secret place and being with him. I don't know if we could have like trusted him to lay it down. Yeah. Wow. Um, wow. And you can see, like, we've talked about this so many times. You can see how ministry and stuff like that becomes idols for people. Yeah. And you try to manufacture something and all of these things. And so long story <laughs> short to bullet point, it's such a long story, but Police um, came to our house. Police came to our house. We end up stopping. We stop doing the meetings. We do a few months later, six months later, we do a tent revival in California. Um, Just again, based on a vision we saw. Mm -hmm. Again, we see a few hundred people get saved and baptized. We see healing start breaking out. Then um, that's around the same time I got connected with you guys. Mm. And that's when all of a sudden, to be honest, I don't even know how to explain it spiritually, but it felt like in California, the grace got lifted off of us Mm. and we no longer had like vision for California, but then God was giving us vision for the nation. So Mm -hmm. we were seeing visions. Every time we pray, we see visions about America Mm. and different spots in America, specifically the Southeast region of America. So North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, Kentucky, Florida, Georgia, mm-hmm. were really starting to be highlighted to us. Come on. Um, love and so, yeah. And Come there's on, like Jesus. a billion prophetic words in there, but mm. we felt like God told us to move out of California and just head to that direction mm. And you guys actually are a huge, huge part of how we actually landed in North Carolina. Um, Yay, yeah. Why? Because, well, I think it's, Why? How did uh, we, we talk to people about this all the time. Uh, I'll tell you later. Yeah. No. <laughs> we tell people about this all the time, but I think people don't realize like there's such a there's such an importance to like generational synergy mm. that I mm. think people don't recognize. And uh, Mm. we had so much resistance in California. And there was a time where we were just talking to you guys on a Zoom chat um, and just kind of processing some stuff with you. And you guys just very simply, you said, you know, we're just going to pray right now. And we're just going to open up North Carolina to you. And we're just going to say in the spirit, Mm. North Carolina is open as fathers and mothers of this region, we open up North Carolina to you. Mm. And you guys just started praying that. And literally at that moment, mm. doors for ministry, for media stuff with Sid wow. Roth, Come with on. stuff with Alan DiDio, literally that week, things are just busting open wow. in North Carolina wow. for us. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for so sharing thanks, that. That's actually Thanks really for welcoming us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to have you in our state and the region (laughs) it's good to be here you know we you know you you never know with stuff like this too because you're you you see something incredible like that happen especially coming out of obscurity Mm. and you're like well maybe we just got lucky or maybe it was just uh that single providential move of god Mm. or you know, you're just not sure hmm. if we have, you know, like if you're a revivalist, like do you have the recipe or is it something that just happened because yeah. of COVID and blah, 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 blah. Um, but we ended up renovating our trailer, selling pretty much everything except for some main pieces of furniture, giving uh, a lot of our furniture away to a missionary family um, in wow. California mm. um, with like a thousand kids. Um, <laughs> and um, <laughs> we, uh, we started driving across the country mm. um, at the end of 2021 or middle of 2021. Summer, last summer. Yeah, middle of 2021. And God wouldn't leave us alone about Kentucky. And neither mm. of us had ever been. Mm. Um, and so we make our way across to Kentucky and find a field, essentially. by Mer- We're totally on faith. Nothing is set. We're mm. telling people and promoting, like, come to Kentucky. It's going to be in this area, land in this airport. And oh my yeah. gosh, we have nothing you two planned. Are just amazing. amazing, aren't they? Pioneers. <laughs> wow. Yes. Well, it's amazing come now, on. but if, we wouldn't be on this podcast if wow. it didn't work out. <laughs> so there's a lot of fighting on the drive over. <laughs> 
There was Lots some, of screaming there and deliverance. It was full manifestation. Wow. <laughs> um, living in a small space like that with three young children is wild. To give you perspective, yes. right now they're five, four, and two. So at the time it was four, three, and one. Mm. Um, which is, if you're a parent, you know the the difference between those ages is enormous. Yeah. Yes. Um, like communication yeah. and everything. Um, yeah. And sleep and blah, blah, blah. So we've, we've driven across the country, you know, going 50, 55 miles an hour. I'm getting like five or six miles a gallon the whole way. Oh. And we we get in Kentucky. We find a piece of property that a guy in the, in the region that does real estate stuff lets us use. Um, we rent a, a huge stage that they pull in and get stuck because it won't stop raining. And this Ooh. happens oh. everywhere we go. Yes. It's, it rains. Wow. Everywhere we go, people Down are like, oh, course. it's supposed to be a nice day today. And we're like, yeah, we'll see. So, <laughs> so listen, we've got that anointing too. We must have given that one to you when we welcomed you. We'll give it back to you. We'll give you back the rain. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But we, we ended up seeing the same thing happen in Kentucky. That was the more crazy part. Wow. And, and more. Yeah. Wow. So over the wow. few, we, we ended up being there a month. Mm. Um, and doing Red River Meeting House as well as this field south of Lexington. Um, but saw about two there, they estimate that there was about 2,000 baptisms wow. in Kentucky. Wow. We yeah. had five baptisms going for about three hours. Cattle troughs, wow. yeah. God every night. Lee, that's and, just amazing, you guys. Yeah, and then North Carolina uh, last summer as well. And that's where. We, we drove out to Wilmington area last summer um, after Kentucky, and we just felt like the best way to describe it is we just felt like like this is where we were always meant to be. Wow. wow. Like it just felt like we felt settled here. We felt like so much peace, so much of God's presence. Wow. And then even just like, like. I know this sounds weird, but even when it comes to warfare, like it mm. was just very different where we were like, okay, like I, we felt like there was a lot of like religion in mm. the region, mm. yeah. but we were like, you know, I feel like we can like handle like what God's asking us to do here. Mm-hmm. And literally as soon as we got here, just like honestly favor poured in like surprise checks in the mail. Mm. We were able to buy a house with which. Mm. We never, we thought we had a five year plan to do that. Wow. And just like we had invested into some investments online and they all multiplied wow. right before. Just crazy, like stuff that you just can't even make up. And Come on, Jesus. So I love it's that. like, it's just crazy. Like, we honestly, we love North Carolina. And I'll say this just for anyone listening. I do think that God sometimes creates places and spaces Mm -hmm. where he does pour down his spirit in a different measure. Yeah. And Mm. it's like, like we do a lot of itinerant ministry and I will say like, I do see every time I minister in North Carolina specifically, there is like an increase Mm. of salvation, an increase of glory. Like there's just a different level of openness. And Mm. even just like the last, the last month, just the last like five weeks, we started doing these Friday night revivals in Wilmington. We've baptized over 250 people in just the last month. And then we went to a church in Whiteville. Whiteville. The church has a hundred members in it and eight, 45 of those hundred members got baptized and wow. filled with the Holy Spirit. Wow. wow. That's so and exciting. Come it's on. just like weird. We're just kind of like, uh-huh. I don't know, <laughs> figuring it out, but there's definitely something that's like breaking open. No, I think in, this, in the Carolinas. Yeah. yeah. That we're just like honestly thankful to be able to be a, a participant in it. Oh yeah. wow, that's that's such an amazing um, story of favor mm. and and just that pocket. And um, you know, I remember Jessine Parker when we first came here. Um, prior to that, we this prophet Isabel that we know from our movement was saying to us, "You're gonna um, you're gonna church plant. You're gonna church plant." And then when we arrived here. 
the next time she prophesied over us was you are going to pick up the gleanings from the last great awakening for this region. And it was suddenly like there was a switch. And I feel like the Lord has brought you to North Carolina to um, redig those wells of revival because Mm. we know there is a lot of history of a move of the spirit all across the Mm -hmm. the Southeast region. And it's like you are reconnecting with the DNA of the spirit that's in the ground, in the area. Come on. And um, just to see that heaven is backing you up. It's like this Mm. is more than one generation. This is this has been going on for a long time and. I just see the pleasure of the Father as people are like reignited with that passion for the Holy Spirit. Come on, come on, come on. I agree, love, yes. And let the Gen Z generation (laughs) Mm. be completely enraptured with Jesus through you both, you know. And and I I just believe that it's going to be explosive like yeah. kate was saying it's like yeah. the redigging of those wells but mm. you know those wells are just going to explode mm. like geysers they're mm. just going to go mm. off and what you saw in um california is just going to yeah. you know be like you're going to look back and go oh wow what we mm. thought was a really big was actually a small beginning because yeah. what happened in the carolinas and what happened in the southeast was mm. just massive mm. and while you were talking about and and it's going to shape mm. the, the the course of the nation yeah, the history really. the future mm. history of the nation but what you so when you were sharing about how the lord just asked you to mm. lay down mm. what he had started and you had started together mm. uh, on the beaches of California. And, you know, right when it was just going yeah. so powerfully well. Yeah. Um, and then the Lord says, I want you just to to lay that down. Mm. That has such a mm. biblical and historical precedent. And wow. That's good to know. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know, it, it I didn't know does. that. And, well, think about it. I mean, John the Baptist is an example. Jesus himself mm. is an example. Like John the Baptist, he he he's like, okay, I'm going to decrease so that Jesus can increase. Wow, yeah. Well, then that's so good. I can feel Jesus, God's presence on that. Side. Yes, Jesus then goes, does the unthinkable. He turns around and says to his disciples, while he's at the peak of his ministry, mm. wow, massive, massive crowds following. The most extraordinary miracles that have ever been seen on planet mm. Earth. And he turns around and he says, the Son of Man is going to be handed over to the to the Romans, to the Gentiles, and he's going to be crucified. Mm. And on the third day, he'll rise again. And wow. so that happened. They're all like, no, no. I mean, well, you know, Peter's yeah. like, no, that's not going to happen. And there's no way. That's, that's, mm. that's a social media disaster. No. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but, but of course, Jesus does it. He goes to the cross. Then he's back. And he's like, and they're like, yay, he's back. Okay, is this now the time that, you know, we're actually going to take over uh, Jerusalem and kick the Romans right out? And he's like, actually, I'm going. Like yeah. I said, I would. I'm leaving the earth and I'm going to send the Holy Spirit Mm, to you. mm, And he leaves and bam, the Holy Spirit comes on them. And and I was thinking about John Arnott and how John, when he tells the story of the revival that that he and Carol have stewarded, the Holy Spirit moved first in Stratford Mm. in the late 80s. Wow. And, you know, and then lifted again. Mm. Wow. And that that story's not told that often. Mm. But, right. Yeah, I've never heard that. Right. And, you know, John will say that he felt the spirit lifted because he tried to um he tried to kind of sort things out and um control's too strong a word, but he, he tried to pastor things a little too much. Yeah. He felt and the Holy Spirit he felt the Holy Spirit say, that's why I lifted. Mm. But he said to the Lord, Lord, I promise you that if you come back, I ask you to come back with all my heart. Mm. And I promise you that if you ever do, mm. I will not control anything that you yeah. do. I will not touch it with my hands. And um, that's so good. And yeah. so, you know, I just want to encourage with you both with that, that I, 
I believe, mm. I agree with Kate. You two are about to see mm. everything that you've ever dreamed of and uh, so much more mm. explode through the two of you. Yeah. And not just the two of you, but through generation. you, all of us mm -hmm. that are privileged to be here in North <coughs> Carolina with you and, yeah. you know, other states. And, and it's going to reach the nation and the nations. Mm. So get ready. Wow, it's so true. And I was just thinking, you know. Okay, there was an explosion of power there just for our <laughs> listeners. Uh, the Holy Spirit's all over the place right now and uh, we can feel him. But I just yeah. wanted to just emphasize what you said as well about, you know, we just came from nowhere and how did this happen? Was it chance? Was it the pandemic? But I think, there was a secret there. There, were, there was the preparation in the secret place. There mm. was the obedience. Yeah. There was um, stepping out in faith yeah. at your expense and like not knowing whether you were even going to make it. Mm. These are amazing keys. And yeah. the fact that you moved from New That's York City in a church pastoral team where everything was taken care of no doubt you were given the finances to live and then the lord says i want you to go to california and it's hard work for mm. several years yeah. you're working you're 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 doing the work of the kingdom but really not seeing a whole lot of fruit yet and in that time you know the holy spirit's doing an inward work that journey inward because he was preparing you to be able to contain mm the outpouring of his glory for a generation. Mm. And and so often I think, you know, God wants to work on our hearts and our character so that when things do take off mm. and we become known all of a sudden, those things don't get yeah. to us. They we, we don't have to base our significance on our ministry numbers or how many people got baptized right. because we know who mm. we are as sons and daughters. So I just want to commend you That's for so just encouraging others in their yeah. journey that even sometimes when we get a word, it can seem really crazy and yeah. we don't know the outcome and how long it's going to take for, for the fulfillment of God's promises to us. So yeah, well I think, I think that's so good. And something like, I just feel right now, just even for people that are listening, like I feel everything you're saying, there's such a weightiness to it. And I just can feel literally list people listening on to the podcast and they're just feeling like this belief that like God's withholding from them. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it almost makes me want to cry, but I just remember feeling that same way in California, mm. like mm. just what, what do I have to do God for you to just use me? Um, mm. I just remember just feeling like God was just saying like, I am. And I like, I long to, but like, I'm just taking you deeper. Mm. I'm taking you deeper to the point where like, you can't stand on your own anymore. Mm. And um, a lot of people talk about, the risks that we take and the radical obedience and the sacrifices and the cars we've given away and the things we've sold. But I think honestly, and I, and I don't mean this in the poetic sense, because you kind of can't, can just say things, but I mean it where like, I think we just really truly got to a point where nothing else truly could satisfy us mm. more than just mm. God moving in us and through us and the appetite for everything mm. else just wow. left. And wow. I just, for anyone that's listening, if you feel like God's withholding from you, I actually feel like that, mm. that discontent feeling, that wrestle, mm. that like angsty feeling mm. is actually just the father inviting you in to just come in deeper mm. and uh, it might look like laying things down. It might look like moving from one city to another, mm. or it might look like taking risks in ministry. Maybe if you're a pastor, maybe it looks like that service on Sunday is going to look different than what it's looked like the past weekends. But I, I think that there's like an exchange that's taking place so that 
you can actually experience the things that you're actually longing for. And so I just want to encourage you, if you're listening right now, allow that angsty wrestle to Mm. like bring you in deeper. Mm. Mm. Wow. Mm. That's so, I think a lot of people want that, what they see or what they've read about or what they've heard about. And, you know, if you want a fire, you, something has to go on the altar. Mm. And and I know uh, it's not a popular thing. Um, You know, God's going to grace me with X, but even the fact that you have anything to lay on the altar is grace in and of itself. Mm. So I think a a lot of, a lot of the revival we've seen um, or I believe what is the beginnings of something much greater has started with, okay, what are we, what are we willing to completely burn mm. that could not, I'm not talking about habitual sin and, and milk. I'm not talking about the baby stuff. I'm talking about like, how can we be extreme in generosity? Mm. How can wow. we be extreme? How can we operate in the opposite spirit of the region Yeah, in a way that that's a pleasing aroma mm. Um, mm. to our father, you know, because mm. He's he speaks through that and it I, I feel like it cleans it cleans house a little bit, it moves some of the clutter out of the way. It's wow. like you, you know, purging things you never wear, or um, and you realize how little you actually need um mm. to see revival take place. And if you can remove those things, um, a lot of times he'll get more glory because y- you can't you can't explain a couple wow. of you know kids in their early thirties with, you know, Jesse's nursing our, our youngest during the California revival with a couple of megaphones, just showing up. Mm. Um, and that's what it felt like, you yeah. know, extraordinary showing up and God just doing something extraordinary. Wow. And, but I think it was because of three or four years of, you know, four and five in the morning, mm-hmm. you know, writing books that no one's going to buy, but, but jotting down notes because we think we're going to sell it at some point and trying to keep a story line mm. intact. So it feels like we're going somewhere, not being able to pay rent <laughs> multiple Whoa. times in a row. You yes. know what I mean? Like yes. all those things that kind of build up and yeah. you get to a point where you just don't care anymore. And I think that's mm. an important mm. place to be because you don't care. I think we'd been through enough at that point where we didn't care what people thought. And that's one of the, probably the most important, you know, mm. it's like the seasoning on revival <laughs> that, wow. that like can mm. stoke a fire because every sacrifice in the old Testament was salted. Right. Mm. And I think that's the salt that you throw on there. Mm. Like you don't salt doesn't care what people think about it. Mm. You know, <laughs> it's wow. like it adds flavor. Um, and so I think, I think a lot of people, if you're, you think God's withholding on, on you, Maybe it's time for you to take a look, take stock and mm. say, what don't I need? Yeah. And experiment even with God and say, I'm just going to lay this down for you. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm going to no attachments to it, no anything to it. Like it could be your service order. Mm. And that's a small thing. It could be the entire church. Mm. You're handing off to a younger leader. It could be, um, you know, your vehicle or your house or, you know, a precious collection of some kind or like stuff that we gather that we can't take with us. It's like, what can I, what can I exchange mm. that's temporal for what's eternal? Yes. Wow. And you can make that make almost make an investment. Like mm. that's how we think of it now. It's like, okay, mm. so yeah. I can't keep this forever anyways. Yeah. So right. what can I exchange for souls? Mm. Wow. Um, wow. So yeah, that's my shtick on that. Oh, I absolutely wow. love that. Dropping with wisdom and oh, nuggets so of amazing. experience that you've learned firsthand. Mm. And I think that's the thing. You are, you are preaching and ministering out of your own journey, your own experience. And I'd love to ask you a little bit more about the baptisms because... Um, traditionally, we've thought of water baptism just when people get saved, they they get baptized. But I'm hearing other things that are happening during the, the water baptism experience. Yeah, so I'll be OK, I'll be really blunt and I try to always be as transparent as possible. We're like very, very newish to like what most people in the charismatic, I would say, world are accustomed to. So like spiritual warfare, angels and 
demons, annoying all of it. Like I have a pile of books on all of our desks that we're reading to like <coughs> just learn Get as caught quickly. Up on 150 years of Pentecostal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're just learning. <laughs> but something that we read, I think in a Charles Finney book was he talked about paying attention to where you feel more anointed mm. and paying attention to where you feel not anointed. Mm. And so I just started to keep a journal of where we saw greater anointing and where we saw anti-anointing is what we would call it. Wow. <laughs> and so pretty much we went, so when we left New York, we went to a conference in Georgia in Gainesville, Georgia, for a missionary um, organization called Adventures and Missions. And our son was three weeks old. And I'll be honest, it was the first time we were ever asked to preach where the ministry leaders said, do whatever the Holy Spirit tells you to do. Mm-hmm. And our background before then was more similar to like a Hillsong culture. Right. Um, so that's what we were more accustomed to. We had our three point message. This is how you do an altar call. So this was a huge paradigm shift for us. <laughs> and then one of our leaders uh, of that organization, he said to us, you better not quench the Holy Spirit. Ooh, and we were just kind of like, what does that mean? Well, and I'm like, how do you do that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, what do you mean? What do you mean you don't quit? You know? And so <laughs> as I'm preparing to preach that morning, um, this was September 2016. All of a sudden I say, you know, I think we're supposed to baptize people. Mm. And what was weird was this is a conference for people coming off the mission field. Mm. So you're assuming all of these people have been saved and baptized already. Right. Mm -hmm. And so all of a sudden, um, I start ministering. I call people into repentance. People start crying and repenting. And we don't have a baptismal available. So they take a pickup truck. Huh. They fill the back of the pickup truck with like a liner mm. and a hose. And all of a sudden, I just say, like the, the word that comes down is I say, Jesus says that anyone who thirsts come to me and I will give them rivers of living water. Yeah. And I said, I said, if you've had a dry season, I declare right now that that dry season is over Mm. and out of you will come rivers of living water. Wow. And I said, it's time to stop settling for a dry Christianity and to be baptized with the Holy Spirit Mm. and baptized with rivers of water. Wow. Wow. So we invite people to come up to be baptized. We've never done anything like this before (laughs) we're in the back of a pickup truck and it's like just weird so good wow and so we end up baptizing around 75 people 75 people in a pickup truck 75 people it it was like a redneck baptism and we Here's the thing, though. We're freaking out because we've never done anything oh, like that wow. before. Yeah, we saw some deliverance for the we first saw, time. Yeah, too. the first time we ever saw someone manifest like a demon. <laughs> and we were like, we were just like, I don't, we had no grid for any yeah, of this. Yeah. Wow. And so we then, honestly, in California, we just kept saying, you know, it seems like when we baptize mm. people, mm. we're just witnessing there's more healings, yep. more deliverance, yeah. wow. more miracles. So we just started to emphasize that. And mm. in the last two years, um, literally, I mean, I've been baptized nine times in the last two years. Mm. Wow. And people ask, like, is that okay? Um, like, theologically, is that mm. allowed? I'll just be blunt. 
I don't care if it's theologically allowed. There's so much tangible glory happening Mm. around the water that I selfishly, I'm like, I don't want to be a bystander. Like get me in that pool. And I just, I'm like, I want to be in it. Like if God's doing something on them, like put me in the tank. (laughs) And so I usually end up just in the water myself because there's so much happening that Mm. I I want in, you know? And it's like our whole team now, they're usually everyone's soaking wet on the drive home because <laughs> people just stick their hands in the mm. tank and their hands are covered in gold glitter. Whoa. Wow. And it's like, it's it's just this thing where people are like, like everyone wants to be a part of the baptisms. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. it's like something different is just happening. And I don't, you guys maybe theologically know better well, I think- or what... I think that yeah. you know if I could speak into that for a moment I, I I the fact that you're not saying that we're baptizing you in order for your salvation to be established because you know your first baptism for whatever reason you know you've been in sin or whatever and so now we're going to rebaptize right. you and then oh you, you the second one didn't work either because you've been sitting in so we're going to baptize you a third time and so on and so on and so you know if you were doing right. that then yeah probably you yeah. know you would need to examine your theology yeah. very very carefully and recognize that <laughs> that's totally not the gospel <laughs> but that's not what you're saying no. you know what i'm what yeah. i'm hearing there's an outpouring is that's coming that the is that the 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 water in the moment is symbolizing a place of encounter mm. with the living god mm. and mm. and you know we can encounter god in the air in the atmosphere of the air around us and we can encounter god in the water and i think the holy spirit loves two things very very much in us he loves humility He's irresistibly drawn to the humble, mm. humility. He, his word even says he draws near mm. to the humble. And then mm. the second That's thing so is, and, and and to get into water mm. in front of everybody yeah, takes, on a pickup truck yeah. or in a baptistry or in a river or anywhere for that matter. Yeah. And if you're yeah. the leader of what's going on, for you to want to get in the water, that requires humility, mm. bottom line. So that's the that's first so thing. Good. Second thing that I would say that's very scriptural and very theologically correct that God is irresistibly irresistibly drawn to is hunger and thirst. And he says, blessed are the hungry and the thirsty for they shall yeah. be filled. Mm. And if getting into water mm. is an expression of your desperation of hunger, and wow. desperation mm. of thirst. Yeah. And that's what it looks like. God's so going to honor that mm. massively. That's mm-hmm. so good. So that's what I would say. Wow. That's so good. Yeah. And so Jesse and Parker, as we, we bring this to a close, you have been meeting weekly every Friday evening for the last five weeks or so. Mm. And there's obviously some momentum. You're based over at Global River Church for those of you in this area, this region, no Wilmington. And, um, you know, I, I'm very excited because, you know, why my, not fly in from anywhere? Exactly. In America, fly frankly. in, fly in and join them. Yeah. But, you know, it's exciting because Michael Thornton, who wrote Fire in the Carolinas, that's the church that he started with his tent revivals <laughs> yeah. around North Carolina. So, you know, God's on to something that the, there is a meeting in the tent Whoa. that is happening. And wow. it's meeting and colliding with his presence and his glory. But tell us about what's coming up in July as well, because, um, you know, this is just the run up to to what's coming. So can you share a little bit about that so that our um, listeners, those that are able to get to this event can join you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you want to go? Yeah, you fill in the details though. But so running up every Friday, um, like you said, um, we're having revival meetings every single Friday and seeing amazing things happen. Mm. Um, but at the end of July, we're having a camp meeting. Mm. Um, and our registrations are just going pretty ballistic already. Yeah, we're almost <laughs> oh, wow. the seats inside the tent are almost sold out. Mm. How many is that? 
So that's a thousand in the tent. What? Wow. And then our campsites, we have three campsites left. Wow. Yeah. So so we're asking neighbors for parking lots and things like that already. Um, wow. but it's gonna be wild. Um, I mean, we have a lot of amazing speakers and things like that, but there's just something on it. Mm. Yeah. Um, and we can feel the momentum, you know, that feeling you get mm. in your gut where it's like, this yeah. is a place we, you should definitely be Yeah. if you're hungry, yeah. if you're thirsty, if you're looking for something different, if you're, yeah. you know, if you're searching for God in any way, shape or form, mm. um, if you're just young or old or desperate or want to get healed or, mm. um, need deliverance in any way, like we've seen all of this start to happen mm. um, as a warm up to it. But I think there's going to be a collision of a lot of these things and wow. almost like a river of God's presence taking Ooh. place there. Um, so, cause, cause I believe the church really is in a position of exile right now. And that's why tents are working. Mm. Um, people are traveling and going from place to place. The American church is obviously getting shifted yeah. like crazy. Right. Yeah. Um, and so there's this almost in-between place where revival and repentance needs to take place mm. yeah. um, in order to see our churches full of disciples again, um, of people that are committed to Jesus. So yes. yeah, come um, on. we're really aiming for that, um, you know, come July. And I'm, I'm just excited. I'm excited to be a part. You Come know what on. I mean? Yeah. Like we're running it and I'm like, I'm just stoked to get to be there. It's going to be so great. Amazing. Well, so amazing. And there's something that's so special. Like the reason why, so we have people actually camp on the property. We did this last year in Kentucky. Mm. Um, there's only three of those spots left, but people can also stay in hotels and Airbnbs. Yeah. Um, and there's just something, and I, I know that you guys know this because we've talked about this before, but I get emails all the time when people are like, you know, we believe revival is going to come to our city or we believe revival is going to come to our town. And that's probably true. If you heard God say that he probably didn't lie to you. You probably, it's probably true. <laughs> however, mm. however, there is something about that hunger and humility that you're talking about, Duncan, that I think is one mm. of the greatest keys mm. where if, you know that God is going to move somewhere Mm. and you go there and you say, you know, I'm hungry. I believe that I'm going to receive an impartation. I'm going to receive a greater measure of God's glory, or even just learning and humbling yourself to see how someone else is doing it. Wow. I can't explain. We've, we literally get hundreds of emails from people that came to Kentucky that came to North Carolina last year and now they're seeing God explode wow. in their churches, wow. Wow. in their ministries. Wow. This 80-year-old woman just messaged me that she lives in South Carolina. She had been sharing the gospel. Nothing ever happened. She came to Kentucky last year. And now every single weekend, her and her husband are seeing people on the streets saved. Wow. And she's 80 years old. Oh. And she wow. just said, she goes, this fire wow. inside of me, I have to get out there on the streets wow. and share the gospel. Oof. And so I, I just keep telling people, like, if you especially are wanting revival happening in your city, yeah, like, just come and be with other burning people. Mm. Yes, that's it. Like, like yeah. I like we came to the overflow conference you guys did last year. Why? Yeah. Because I believe God's moving there. And yeah. so I want to be where he yeah, is. That's it. And I believe mm. that there's something I can receive there that mm. maybe I can't receive somewhere else. Yeah. And I, I think people don't realize like, yes, God can mm. anoint where you are, yeah. but also like we're a body. We're mm. meant to be a connected body and he's yeah. going to do something different in the foot. Then he's going to do in the hand. But imagine if the hand and foot could be connected together. Yeah. But like how much better it can work. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And so I just keep telling people like, don't just keep praying in your praying, like prayer closet for God to move in your city. Mm. Like draw out a map of every rumor of where he's moving in the nation and book a flight and go to those places. Wow. Like we're going to Pennsylvania this week to go to Randy Clark's conference because mm. like, I've never heard Randy Clark preach. And You're in so, for a treat. Mm. I, I <laughs> know time. I am. And I know I am. Why? And you're going to get a because massive impartation. Yes. I believe it. You. 
Yeah. I believe it. But here's mm. the thing. It's costing us thousands of dollars. And a whole yeah. week of work. And a yeah. whole week of work <laughs> to go. <laughs> but here's the thing. It's like if God has something available, yeah. if he's doing something Pay. in our nation, it's worth it. everything. Sell yeah. your car if that's yeah. what it costs yeah. for you to go. Yeah. Wow. And so, so I, I we used to tiptoe and play it like politically correct, like, oh, you know, God's moving here, but he's moving everywhere. That's not no, true. That's, that's not, not true. true. It's never no. been true. No. It's wow. Never been it's true. not true. Like people, you have to. I almost think that God does it that way mm-hmm. to, to to see like it's almost like a test for us that yeah. hunger and humility thing. Duncan yeah. he nailed it on the head. Yeah. It's like that might be the very thing where God's saying like, "How much do you want?" Yeah, you that's know? right. That's so right. Good. Well, so good. Well, guys, thank you so very very much. We're out of time, but yes. my goodness, what yes. an amazing wow. amazing time this has been together with you both and so many rich rich keys for all of you as yeah. you listen and yeah. you know just as release an impartation in closing both of you mm. and uh you know just bless the listeners uh and what I'd love for you to give as an impartation is that humility hunger and thirst that you both carry so mm. yeah just go yeah. for it stretch yeah. out your hands <laughs> Yeah. Well, Father, we just, uh, to everyone listening right now with a heart to receive it, that really wants to run. Mm. Yeah. Lord, I, I, I give whatever we have when it mm. comes to going low so that you can be lifted high. Wow. Mm. Thank you. And Lord, that, that you would give them thirst, however they need to receive it mm. so that they can mm. have you so mm. they can have the treasure hidden in a field. Yeah. God, help them to see the more important things. Wow. Help them to see the eternal things. Help them mm. help them to replace the things in their life that mm. are unimportant with the things that are. God, yeah. give that to them. Give them thoughts and ideas of things right now mm. that need to be laid down. Yes. Thoughts and Thank ideas you, right now of places they need to go. Yes, Lord. Thoughts and ideas of people they need to forgive and reconcile with. God, give them that right now mm. and help yeah. them to live under your authority and in your authority yeah. mm. or mm. give them a body of people that are doing it together, but give them hunger and thirst. If they don't have it Ooh, already, if they want you. to want to have it, God, give it to yes, them. In Jesus name. Yeah. Holy spirit. Mm. I ask right now that you release mm. fresh vision to your people mm. that we would just not be mm. wandering around aimlessly. God, I just break off confusion. I break off this like wandering. Mm-hmm. And I pray right now that you would set a path before us, God. Wow. And that we would know which way to go. Yes. Yes, and God. Holy Spirit, I release right now. I just keep hearing this thing that we sing over our kids each night, that thy word is a lamp unto my feet mm. and a light unto my path. Yes. And I pray that we would keep our eyes focused on what the Father Father is doing. Mm. And I pray that we would have this thing inside of us, every single one of us, that we would only want to do Come on. what we see the Father mm. doing. Mm. And anything that's a distraction, anything that's keeping us busy, that feels mm. like mm. it's good work, mm. but it's maybe last season's work. Yes. Yes. I pray for the courage to lay down last season's work, to pick up the work of the harvest Mm. that we would be able to see the fruit on the vine and that you would help to help our fingers to be able to pick the fruit. And we would be able to go low in the garden and pick up the fruit Mm. to create a banquet for our enemies to create a banquet for those that are on looking in. And I just right now believe that the Lord is about to unleash the greatest festival, the greatest celebration, the greatest party that our nation has ever seen. And I believe that North Carolina Mm. specifically Mm. is going to be this like glory party where people come in and they're going to be like, I never even knew that Christianity could be so 
fun. Come on. And so God release creative miracles, release like just this like awestruck wonder Mm. that like stars in the sky would explode, that literally nature would start to manifest the glory of God in North Carolina. And so we say, yes, God, just have, have a, have a fun time with us. God, just surprise us Yes, in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, both of you. Thank you so much. Yes. Wow. Yes, we love you guys. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. Yes, we love you guys. Thank you so much. Yes, we love you guys. Thank you so much. Yes,